Your name is your first impression, your first sale, the first idea a customer will have in their head about you. A great name itself could go viral, be a story one tells another, a social experiment. It could even make an entire group of people happy just hearing it. However, a terrible name could be detrimental. It could turn people away, give off an unwanted message, and your reputation is tarnished before you even started. If having a great name is that important, why is it one of the most overlooked parts of starting a new business? Look, starting a business is hard. There's tons of moving parts and you honestly just want to get it all done so you can get back to the root of why you started the business in the first place. But some things you have to get right the first time. Don't be a victim of name shame. I'm James. I'm a professional namer and I'm here to help. Each week, I will study a different facet of naming from trademark, current trends, do's and don'ts, and talk to key people to help you understand that you're not alone in this. So together, we can get it right the first time. I'm James, and this is Name Changers. To start off, let's learn some basics. For that, I got a naming veteran. Hi, I'm Mike Carr. I'm one of the founders of Namestormers. We're a naming consulting firm that's been in business since 1985. So I've been working on names for over 30 years and have worked on you know, several thousand projects, at least having done everything wrong many times and hopefully a few things right many times as well. I have known Mike for about a year now, but all the time I keep finding out about things he's named that I see every day. I drive by a CarMax every day. I used to drink Anger Orchard all the time in college. He's even worked with companies like Sprint, 7-Eleven, and Citibank. He's even named the 90s ice cream It's a Gadoozy. The man has some variety in his portfolio. He's been around a while. So what's first? Well, the first and most important thing you have to do is ask a question. Who are you targeting with the name? Who do you want the name to work for? And the reason that's so important is it's not you in almost every case, right? It's your customer or it's your investor or it's your employees, but it's not you. Now, you may feel, yeah, I would like that name to work for me too, and that's fine, but that's not the most important target. We have to have that discussion right up front because 99% of the time, when people understand that they're targeting their customer, then the natural follow-up question is, well, tell us about that customer. Oh, well, that customer's a millennial. Okay, well, how old are you? Well, I'm 55. I'm a baby boomer. Okay, do you have any millennials on your team that you'd like involved in this process? Pause. Well, maybe one or two. Okay, we definitely need them in on the call when we present the names. Look, I'm a millennial, and I like to think I know what baby boomers like, but I don't know it as well as they do. If I'm naming something whose target audience is baby boomers, I'm going to need some help. And when we present those names, you can't say anything until they've told you what they like and why. And we don't want you to criticize. We want you just to listen. And we don't want you to put anybody on the defensive. We just want you to listen. Because what we've discovered time and time and time again, not surprisingly, you probably have too, <laughs> is your customer, you know, people we're directly working with are not the target. <laughs> and they can't think like the target. And they don't understand the kind of names the target likes. 
And, and so if they end up making the decision on, hey, this is the name for me, and they haven't answered the question, yeah, but you're not the primary target, right? You may be third or fourth on the list. The primary target is the customer. The secondary target might be the employees. The tertiary target might be the investors. And you're down there at number four. So your opinion doesn't really matter very much. And that is a hard thing to tell people right off the bat. So you don't necessarily make that statement so explicitly. But that is the number one question in getting out on the table when it comes to you know, how do you get through the process and really come up with a great name for somebody? Naturally, people can get a bit defensive when Mike confronts them with this information. So over the years, he's had to refine his approach. I used to be much less tactful, right? <laughs> I, I used to have a conversation where I, I, I was very blunt. Your, your opinion doesn't matter. Well, you can't say it like that, right? Because then they okay. get, you know, well, I'm paying you, you know, I'm the customer. I'm always right. You're the vendor. You're the partner. You're the supplier. You're the naming agency. So you, you soften it, right? And you, you sort of let them come to that understanding. So we may never really say, your opinion doesn't matter. What we may say instead is, well, talk to us about who, who is your target. And if they can't answer that question, then the obvious, or not maybe obvious, but the question we'll follow up with is, well, what do you want the name to do? And I used to think that what you want the name to do was the most important question, but it's not. Because you can't answer that question until you've answered the target question. But if, they, if they're not willing to answer the target question, then you can sort of start, well, what do you want the name to do? And usually it has to do with either increasing sales or growing the company or something about growth or something about differentiation from competitors or something about creating excitement and energy and buzz in the press or something about you know just making people aware that we are a nonprofit that's doing this mission and we would love them to be partners or come on board and be part of the team. It's usually about increasing awareness, you know, creating some buzz and excitement. And, and so we can ask that question first, and once they've answered it in one of the ways I've just described, then that's the segue into the target, right? Oh, you want, you want to create buzz and excitement, or you want to increase sales, or you want to grow the company or the nonprofit. Super. How do you do that? Who are the people that the name has to appeal to for you to achieve that objective? Okay, so we know our target audience, and we know what we want the name to do. Now what? Well, you're going to need two things, and these two things can help you in pretty much any situation, but especially in naming. A positive attitude and an open mind. It's just hugely important at the beginning, especially if you're dealing with someone that can't articulate clearly what they're after, to give them a full menu of choices, a lot of different types and styles of names. Have them think positively as the advocate, not critically, so they quickly dismiss all the stuff they don't like. And then for the few things that maybe can work for them, and usually they're not even that enamored with it, right? They're sort of interested. They're not sure that they really like it. You focus on that, and you, and you of course, talk to them about why that name could work. But more importantly, they think about why the name could work, and their colleagues uh, uh, chime in too. And that then gives you the guide. Don't think about what is wrong or you don't like, because that puts your whole mindset in the wrong space. You know, as soon as you start thinking negatively, it's like the movie critic or the food critic. Yeah, it's humorous and it's funny. And you read somebody's review about how awful the restaurant was or how bad the movie was. And you chuckle and you know how witty they are. But after reading the review, you think, well, okay, where do I go to eat? Or what movie do I now see, right? It's, it's easy to destroy or dismiss what's been criticized 
But what you're really looking for is, well, what's going to work? And so we want you to wear that advocate hat, you know. And so if we show somebody 30 names and they like one, that's great. That really helps us. So just tell us about that one. And they might have five reservations and only two positive things. We don't care. So that wraps it up for this episode. We're going to talk to Mike again in our next episode. And here's a little sneak peek of what we're going to talk about. You don't want to go with a safe name. You want to go with a name that some people hate. I'm not talking about dislike. I'm talking about there's this reaction that deep in your gut that that is the worst name in the world. Name Changers is made in association with Namestormers, a naming agency in Austin, Texas. You can find out more about them at namestormers.com. Special thanks this week to Mike Carr, Gary Coots, and Catherine Law. I'm James Darty. We'll see you next time.